I'm very particular about packaging. So um, if you have a very well-packaged product, before you start speaking, you show them they're interested or they're curious. We went to all the stores, we have this product, this is what it looks like. This is Business Fever NG Podcast, episode 25. This is a podcast where successful food entrepreneurs in Nigeria share their success stories of how they built their brand and the lessons they learned along the way. Welcome to the show. Our guest today is Made from Green Grill Hats. And I'm your host, Olumide from Barbecue and Cravings. So thank you very much for coming on the show today. I am excited to um, have you on the show. I look forward to... Um, the insights you're going to give us. Um, I, I'm on your Instagram page right now, and you run a very clean, clean, clean uh, brand, and that's probably very, very important, <laughs> you know. So, um, I, I, lo- I look forward to the insights you share with us, and uh, and I hope that um, you know, people gain a lot and learn from your experiences as well too. So, let me Thank start you. off by asking you to introduce yourself, tell us your background, and how old the brand is. Okay. Um. My name is Made Adeboye. Um, I run Green and Grill House. Um, the brand is about seven years old. I started about seven years ago, yes. Um, I'm a lawyer by training, but I don't practice anymore. I'm into this. Um, I, I schooled in ABU Zaria. I worked in one of the telecommunications company before I started this. All right, great. So when did you say seven years ago? Is that when did you quit your job seven years ago, or you try to manage both before you face this full time? I I I quit my job. I mean, I got tired of the job. I wasn't. Um, I I I mean, I wanted to be a judge. So um, after law school, I tried working in a legal department, but it didn't it didn't turn out right. Eventually, I worked in customer service for about six years, and then I got tired. I left. I didn't have any, I mean, anything to fall back on. And then I was at home and then I decided, okay, why don't I start um, cooking meals, you know, just homemade meals for people at work, especially my office, because we have quite a few people there. And um, I, I started that, but along the line, I mean, the food wasn't selling, just the salads. And I'm like, okay, it's like um, jollof rice. Spaghetti, you can get that just about anywhere. But salads, I really thought about it. You can't really get it anywhere except you go to like this highbrow restaurant and stuff like that. So I decided, okay, why don't I just concentrate on that? And that's how Green and Greenhouse um, um, came about. Because we started off as Lunchbox Lagos. And then when I transitioned, I started doing just salads and um, fruit, anything had to do with healthy eating, I changed it to Green and Greenhouse. Okay, so are, are you saying that it was pretty much as a result of like the feedback you got from customers that you, you now pushed into this product um, um, yes. space? Okay. Yes, it was because, um, like I said, I mean, the, the meals we were cooking, let's for example, hypothetically, let's say I, I make like 10 plates of food a day. I would sell maybe just like two plates. And at the end of the day, I have leftovers. But my salads were all going as in selling out. So I'm like, okay, people preferred that. People wanted that. They wanted something different. They wanted something they just don't have to, they couldn't get just about anywhere. So I decided, okay, I'm already good at this because I'm growing up, my dad is a health freak. And growing up, we had to make salads every day. 
he had salads every evening. So there was salad on the dining table every day. So I knew what, um, how, how to go about it. I knew what to do. And I said, okay, let me just explore that, concentrate on that, and just have more salad options. And that's how, that's how it came about. Okay. Mainly customer feedback. And yes. were you selling to many uh, women? Because I'm just curious now. No, no, oh, it wasn't wow. just women. In the beginning, early in the beginning, no, it wasn't just it was it was a wide range. I mean, there are more more women, but um, it, it was a mix of men and women. Okay, okay, great. So, uh, did you at any point in time run your your nine to five with this business, or it was after you quit that you said, like you said, like you were just thinking of what else you could do, and then you just dived into okay, this? Okay, so 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 I've done other businesses. I also owned a business called Cheeky Champs. And Cheeky Champs was, um, um, I ran, uh, I sold children's clothes. So basically, I did that while I was still working. So I was, I was selling from my house and from my boots, Cheeky Champs. Then I decided, okay, I wasn't just going to sell children's clothes. Let me, you know, create a niche for myself. So I decided to concentrate on just kiddies' toys and um, essentials. That's like the socks underwears, you know, T-shirts. I mean, just stuff like that, That not just the dresses and the shoes. But because I didn't have a store and because, like, just about everybody was doing that same business and then I was actually importing this stuff, I was traveling to get the stuff and importing them, and people were owing me left, right, and center, I decided, no, this, was, this, this wasn't what I wanted to do. So I did that while I was still working. But after I after I left my job was when I started um, Lunchbox, which became Green and Grill House. Okay, great. Um, when did you open your your? Because I see you have two locations now. When at what point yes. did you open these locations? I opened um, Lecky, which is our main branch. I opened Lecky in um, four years ago. Okay, so that's three I years into Lecky. the business. Yes, three years into the business. Okay three years into the business. I opened VI last year, November. Now, before, um, I, I, I worked from home for three years. For three years, I worked from home. And then there was a time in between that um, I moved out. A friend has a, had a hotel, so I could walk from the kitchen. So I moved out to the hotel. But it didn't work out because um, I couldn't cook. I hadn't done my, 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 my numbers right, so I just realized I wasn't making any profit. Everything was going into rental, so I had to come back home, get to the drawing board again, stay back home for a while, settle down before now coming out again. Fantastic. Um, so the three years you were home, like in between, like, did you have, like how many staff did you have at that point in time? Uh, when I started, it was just me and my... Uh, my my chef at home so i taught him what i wanted i mean we did it together so he was we were both cooking uh i was the person taking the calls i was the person um um scheduling deliveries and i i, I was working with a delivery company so i would call them they would come pick up so i was the person speaking with customers taking orders um dispatching cooking so i just had two staff at first that's that, that's myself and the and the and the cook 
And then with time, I realized I needed to get somebody else. So I got one more person on board um, for like a year. And then because um, the demand was so much, I couldn't cope. I had to now hire someone else to, I just hired somebody fresh out of um, secondary school who was going to, who, who dealt with the customer. So the person was on the phone, taking the orders, scheduling, while I had time to stay in the kitchen and do what needed to be done. Okay. So your business model back then was strictly pre-ordered. So people have to call ahead of time, book, and then you would schedule deliveries. Was it the same yes. day kind of thing or it has to be like a 24-hour notice? No, same day. Same so day. I can call you and say, I want this now, and then you would send it out? Yes, that's what how that's how we operated. I want this now. We send it out because um because they're salads, you know. Um, in the morning when we wake up, what we do is that we just wash all the vegetables, prepare them, prep them, and just keep them. So if somebody calls that this is what they want, all we need to do is just chop, chop and, and put it in the bowls, and then send it out. And um, my the orders were mostly coming via BBM. I started my my first. I mean, my coming out. I started by sending a broadcast message. I sent a broadcast message to everybody on my contact list, and I'm like, "This is what we do. This is what we have. So send to your friends. Just you know, forward it, forward the message." And the message just kept going on and on and on. So my business was 90% on BBM. I mean, it was amazing because. Somehow, BBA, um, the BlackBerry company recognized that. And they even, um, I mean, we got, I got featured in the, um, is it BlackBerry something that they do in uh, Florida? Oh, and wow. They gave me a, yeah, they gave, me, they gave me one of the latest BlackBerry phones at that time. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> How many contacts did they have on your, on your, like, in your group then for you to get, like, do you remember oh, that? then I had like 300 contacts. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. I worked. I worked. I worked in um, customer service, so I had, and you know, the customer service department of a telecoms company, you have like a, a lot of people. So all I had to do was just broadcast my message to those people, friends and family, then broadcast it to other people, and those ones broadcast it to other people. Because half of the time, I didn't even know who the people were. Okay. All right, great. So now that you have two locations, like, can you just give us an idea of what the what your workflow is like now compared to like in the beginning when you started off? Because I'm guessing now that you know with two locations, more staff, you're more of a, yes. you're more managing and and orchestrating things than really maybe maybe very hands on. So can you just give us an idea of what your work day is like with these two new locations compared to okay. when you started off? Okay, compared to when I started off, the physical work is less. I don't have to do as much as I used to. Once in a while, um, I, I go into the kitchen and I do the work. But um, the only time I really, really, really get to do work in the kitchen is I, when, when I get new staff. Like, I train them personally. I train them myself on how I want the food cooked and stuff like that. So my, uh, my, my normal day is... Um, I get to the store, let's say, now I can get to the store about 10 o'clock. I used to get to the store 7.38 because I had to be there to see that this is done, this is done. But, I mean, I have competent staff now. So I'm more into management, more into problem solving than, you know, like you said, like hand, like being really hands-on. So my, my regular day, getting to the store about 10, um, 
see what's going on if everything's set up properly. Um, I go to the kitchen, find out what's happening. If everything, our menu is on, is on point, is on track, everything. Um, and then I sit down. I have a manager now. So I sit down with the manager and we go over. Um, probably we had complaints or stuff the day before. We go over that and see how we could resolve it. Now, I also have a yogurt factory. We were going to get to that, but go on. <laughs> yeah. I also have a yogurt factory, so I have to be there because it's new. So I don't spend as much time at Green and Greenhouse as I used to because the factory now needs me more. It's new. It's just budding, so I have to be there. So basically... Once I'm done at uh, uh, at the um, lucky location, I go to the factory. Okay, so what's your staff strength? First of all, let's start off with the uh, Green Grill House itself, not yet the factory, but like, what's the staff strength for the Green Grill House? Staff strength for Green Grill House, uh, 15. For both locations? Both locations, yes. Okay. My location in VI needs just one person, so I have just one person in VI because everything that is sold in VI is prepared in Lekki. Okay, so it's more like a hub so, then. So it's just a hub. Yeah, it's a much, much smaller space. We don't have everything we have in Lekki, but we just have the main stuff, the, the, the stuff that people really ask for. So we, um, everything is made in Lekki, and then we move them to VI. So the person in VI just manages the place, serves, and yeah. Is the VI location, so uh, is it pickup only, or do you have delivery service there as well? It's a pickup only. Okay, okay, that makes a lot of yeah. sense. So yes. the 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 yoga, like, how did that come about? I mean, it makes sense, you know, the transition wise, because I I think I was I wanted to get Greek yogurts back in the days, and um, yes. there was no way. I'm I'm kind of got that. I won't I won't say I don't mind trying making things, but I didn't have the I didn't <laughs> I didn't have the patience for that. But then I was told online that like you can pretty much get the regular yogurt and then just strain it out, take the water out, and make it thick. And you, you yeah. pretty much come close to that. So it's, it didn't make sense that Nigerians, like, we didn't have Greek yogurt. Like, it didn't make sense. Yeah. This is maybe like five, six years ago. Or maybe it didn't make sense I couldn't find it. But I, I was impressed to see that it's being done now and it makes a lot of sense. In fact, it's done by Nigerians. So to me, I think it's even more fantastic. So what was the <laughs> what was the the moment? Like, what ha- what ticked that said, you know what? This what is the next, that? exactly, that this is the next thing we should okay. do. Okay, so growing up, my mom had a yogurt factory. I grew up in Zaria, in the north, and uh, my mom had a yogurt factory. We had one of the best yogurts in the north. Our yogurt was in Abuja, Kaduna, Kano, Zaria. It was called Tamaza yogurt. And then um, along the years, I mean, we, we stopped doing that. But during holidays, we worked in the factory. So for me... I, I mean, I'm the first. My mom was the one doing it hands-on, so I was like the driver. I was a, I was one of the producers. I was a labeler. I was so I know how to make yogurt, but I had that at the back of my mind, and I was like, me do yogurt again, never ever, because I know how stressful it was back then, and how we were. I know you know when you're your kids and you're forced to do something. It now, I mean, it, it turns you off. Yes. Anyway, so um, when the store started, okay, like, you know, like I said, I started doing salads first. And then when I had more space, I now could do juices, 
smoothies and stuff like that. So that's when I opened them, the Lekki store. I didn't open every, I didn't start everything at once. I started with the salad bar. So we did that for about two, three weeks. Once that was settled and, you know, it was running smoothly, then I, I started the um, fruit bar where we could do the parfait smoothies. Once that was ready and was moving smoothly, then we now started the other bar. So I did them in batches. My mom came into town and she's like, oh, Madi, why don't you um, include yogurt? Yogurt is healthy. I said, no, 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 no. I'm not doing that yogurt. And she's like, why? I'm like, ah, the wala is too much. I don't, I mean, the, the memories of yogurt just gives me nightmares. I don't want to do it. And she's like, no, let's do it. I, I, I told her no. I said, no, this is my store. This is my business. I'm not going to do it. I don't have the time. I don't have the strength for that kind of wala. And I didn't think that people, you know, were really interested in yogurt. And so I went to shop one day. I went to the store one day. And by the time I came back, she had gone and made yogurt. Wow. And packed it and told me, oh yeah, take it to the shop. I was so mad. I was like, <laughs> and it, 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 I mean, it's made already. I have to sell it. If not, it's going to go bad. We're going to waste money. So I'm like, mommy, I told you I don't want this. She said, just take it there. Just sell it. At least this batch. Ah, I'm not putting her in your business. So we took it back to the shop. Olumide, before... By the next day, it was sold out. Wow. Ah, she like, maybe she told me, I said, oh, I don't want to do this. The stress is... She said, no, listen, that time you were being forced to things were different. We didn't have machines as much, like, you know, like we have now. So let's just be making it small. So, I mean, it sold out. That means more money for me now. So I said, okay, let me try. So I just started doing that a little little and it was selling out it was selling and i said okay i was going to do it different from what um i grew up doing because our yoga was sweetened but i'm trying to um, promote the healthy living healthy eating lifestyle so i decided okay let me do greek yogurt instead of the regular yogurt that everybody has you know and do it on sweetened no preservatives no additives and just see where that takes us and and the rest is history. Wow. So is this like a business on, like outside uh, uh, Green Grill House? Because it seems like I see you have a lot of stocks as well. This has a life of its own. You know, um, do you see it being... It's supposed to be part of Green and Green House, but it's like it's a business on its own. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's bigger than what I thought, Definitely. what I envisioned. Definitely. It is bigger Definitely. than what I envisioned. You know, um, I, 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 I went to Lagos Business School somewhere in between my um, business journey. I went to Lagos Business School. I did a course in entrepreneur, um, entrepreneurship management. And along the line, they have grants. They have things that they do that they offer people. That they offer people. So um, I, I got an offer. I mean, there was something that was happening, and they just sent it out to everybody to apply for a grant with um, Central Bank of Nigeria. If you're into agri, anything agri, you know, food-related business, and I did, and I just forgot about it. And then in May, I was called and told that I was awarded the grant. There oh, were just wow. two of us. Yeah, just two of us in, um, in the entire. Lagos Business School, Abuja Business School, that got it. 
and they asked me what I wanted. And I said I wanted um, a yogurt making, I mean, the yogurt, um, um, the machines for yogurt making. And that's what they gave that to me. They got that for me. The yogurt, the incubator, the pasteurizer, the um, filler, everything, everything to make up the yogurt factory. So it's now a life on its own. It's a business on its own. I have so many questions from that alone. So are you saying that, okay, so the Lagos Business School um, course you went for, is that what qualified you for this grant? Or like, let's say any regular person do business could have access to this as well. That's the first question I want to ask. Okay, it's um, for the fact that I went there, that's why I could I could access it. Okay. So I applied through the Lagos Business School, not just okay. as um yeah. Okay. And and applied means presentation, like a thesis or paper, or just apply this fill out a form. Just apply on the form on okay. the online. That's fantastic. Name, business, um, um, how long your business has been, what you want, what you do, and then. Um, um, under what body are you applying at? Uh, are you applying on? And I just put. Um, so our in, government in, works a little bit there. Oh my goodness! It does. <laughs> you know, because when I went for when I went for the inauguration in Abuja, I was amazed. Okay. They were like, I mean, I saw farmers, you know, local farmers that had come together and applied for this um, grant. They had been awarded, you know, different people, tractors. I saw people, they got, um, uh, what do you call it? Ice-making machines, gari-making machines. You know, different things that had to do with agri. Yeah, so they bought you the equipment or they gave you the cash and you bought it yourself? No, they didn't give the cash. Okay. The other question yes. is, without this grant, would you still have pushed your yoga business this far? Or it was vital? Yes, I would, okay. yes, I would have because um, before the grant... Um, I mean, the, I was awarded the grant in May. I didn't get my equipment till about July, and July just just a few months ago. So I've 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 been I've been you know I've I've still been pushing it. Are you saying this year May and this year July? Yeah, this May. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. All right. Great. It was this year. I started applying for my NAFDAQ number since last year because I um my plan was to push the yogurt out into the market. I'm like, I can't just have it just in my store because I, I wasn't NAFDAQ approved. I couldn't sell anywhere outside my own store. So I had already started pushing for the NAFDAQ registration since last year, before I even knew about the grant. One of the things I'm noticing with, with the new age entrepreneurs is like, I, I think they do a lot of studying. I mean, either through, you know, uh, business courses or just personal. And it, I, yeah. it, I'm still surprised how the olden day women and men were doing it back then when they didn't have all these resources. But the new <laughs> entrepreneurs now, you know, and Lagos Business School is one. I think I think Nika and Magical Jimmy also went there as well. Too. So I think it's, you know, as an entrepreneur, you have to continuously learn, you know, and a lot of I things you don't so. learn, you know, like if you don't understand the principles or the... the the, the strategies to build your business, then you can't go far. And I was very yeah. impressed with you. I mean, stocking, you know, that's that's how to grow your business. You know, now <laughs> you have the capacity, you just push it out to different markets. And yeah. you're, not, you're not worrying as much because these are areas that draw people already in. in. So I think um, that's impressive. 
so how do you what's the process of you getting the stock is is it just like you just talk to the manager and say this is who i am or there's a whole long, longer process so if we have people who want to push products out of stores what would be the okay. way well there are two ways um one way which is the normal way you have marketers you have people who market products for you so they go out there and um talk to the stores but then you have to give them a percentage and stuff like that i didn't go that way the second way is the way I went. I just wrote, sat down, wrote a list of stores where I want my product to be. And then I went online, checked. Some of them had phone numbers, email addresses, called them. Of course, most of them, like 80% of them, when we called, ah, the posing was too much. They were just talking anyhow, or they'll hang up on you, not give you audience. You know, but I just, you know, I'm like, no, I'm trying to do this. This is what I'm trying to do. They don't know. They don't know. So got addresses, and then we stormed the stores. Ask for the floor manager. If you want to stock anywhere, ask for the um, store manager or the procurement um, manager. Those are the people who... Who, who 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 can give you audience and then we went there with the product now for one i am very 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 particular about packaging i'm very particular about packaging so um if you have a very well packaged product before you start speaking you show them they're interested or they're curious so we went to all the stores we have this product this is what it looks like would like to um, stock your store. It's um, we had to drop a profile, you know, that we could send via email. It's sugar-free, additives-free. Children can use it. It's um, very healthy. This is what people want now. Um, and uh, before then, sorry, I did like a poll on my page. I'm like, where would, which I still do now. I ask, where would you like us to stock? So people tell us where they live, where they want us to stock, the big stores around there. So we take that down. We tell them, your customers are the ones that tell us that they would like us to stock your store so that they can buy everything they want in one location. That's and fantastic. Some of them like, That's and some of them community. are like, um, <laughs> yeah. And some of them are like, how do you know my customers? I'm like, okay, just hold on. And then I bring up my phone and I go on my Instagram page. Every time somebody says, please, we want you here, I screen munch it. And I show them, I'm like, look at, we have about six, ten people saying they want it in this store. And they're like, mm, okay, bring it, let us try. I'm like, okay, how wow. many? Should I bring Should I bring 50? No, 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 no. Bring 12, let us try. And then by in two, three days, ah, madam, yogurt is finished. Please, we need restocking. So that is how we went about it. Half of, most of all the stores, we went to the stores and we asked our, our, our followers, where would you like, where would you this? And even some stores that we had approached and were, you know, being very funny. People are like, ah, please bring to social. So I'm saying, ah, your people, they are posing. People actually go to the store and ask, can they see man, the manager? Please, we want this product here. I've had somebody in, uh, in Festac, she had been sending me messages that the yogurt is finished there. I said, We've been calling the store because we can't restock without the store telling us to come. We've been calling them, but they are not picking. They are not distinct. She went there, got the manager, 
called our office phone and told them to speak. Or yeah, tell them they should bring you. <laughs> so so <laughs> I, that's uh, I mean, I, when you have a energizer, uh, loyal fans or loyal customers, they def- definitely can move mountains for you. Yes, yes. Touching yes. on that, because you have a lot of followers on Instagram, and what has been one way you were able to grow um, the, your followers? Because this is something that I think it's it's important now in new business, in businesses now to be engaged online and to have people you actually communicate with instantly. So how are you able to grow so much followers in such a, uh, I won't say a short <laughs> period of time, but like, you know, what, what has been the way you, you've been able to raise? Um... I can't really say this is what how my followers grew because I mean I manage the page myself. I don't have a um, Instagram manager. My my staff maybe during the day might you know when I'm busy could respond to DMs, but generally updates and stuff I do it myself. And um, I how did we grow this page? I don't know. I guess maybe pick. I mean, the pictures we put up. Like I said, I'm very particular about packaging and appearances. So I, 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 I'm particular about the type of picture I put up. We do. I send out a lot of um, um, recipes, free recipes, um, what to do with our products, how to use it. You know, just stuff like that. And then I guess following other people and other people in the industry. And then word of mouth. I think that's basically word of mouth. When you t- uh, when one person likes the page or likes our, likes our product, like, ah, these people, follow them, follow them, follow them. So I, I guess that's how the page okay. grew. What do you see your brand in the next five years? Everywhere in Nigeria. <laughs> I see, I, I mean, okay. For one, that's the Greek yogurt, or uh, yes, also yes, Green Grill yes, House. Yes, I don't, I don't think I want to open another store per se, but I want to have presence in every nook and corner of, like for now, Lagos. What I mean by it's like at malls, I want to have like a spot where you can go there and you can have a salad. So I'm not the person running the entire building. Because running a business is stress. The bills, the bills pile up. So what I want to be able to do is to be able to have little, little hubs all over the place. So wherever you are, you can stop and have a healthy meal. You can have a salad, you can have a smoothie, you can have anything just about that. Okay, great. Can you give us the most challenging experience you've had? Most challenging experience I've had? I can, there are quite a few. Most challenging is difficult customers. And you have customers who don't forgive. When we first started, um, I mean, we had, I had sold, I mean, somebody had ordered something. Somebody had ordered a salad and she calls back. Um, she ordered her salad and the salad had um, stones in it and I'm like oh I'm really sorry about that okay let's replace it no I don't want a replacement I'm going to go on social media I'm going to tell everybody this I'm going to tell everybody that nobody's going to buy your stuff again I was so so sad I was so upset I was so scared I called my sister I said you know I think I'm just going to wrap this up and she's like no you don't have to it was really really tough trying to you know convince the lady to just 
understand that this was a new business and they, they were bound to make mistakes. I mean, we these mistakes don't happen anymore. I mean, along the line, we've I've learned we've learned how to do that. Like I had to hire somebody specifically for washing vegetables because we couldn't do that. You know, the, the demand was so much and there was just me and one other person. So that person is washing and this. So, you know, because you're trying to keep up with time, there were lots of mis- uh, things happening that, you know, anyways, I had to hire somebody specifically. So those were part of my difficulties. There were many times I wanted to throw in the towel when a customer complains. I'm like, oh, no, this person doesn't like this or they don't like this. They don't let me just stop this. Maybe this is not for me and stuff like that. But I continued. I continued. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, we all have our own uh, stories. <laughs> Um, what's the worst entrepreneurial moment you've had? The worst entrepreneurial moment I've had is with Lagos State Government. (laughs) What did they do to you? Lagos State Government. They came, they came to my store and gave me a bill of 700 and something thousand. For what, taxes or... So I, I pay my I pay my taxes. I pay my taxes. I do my um um LRL Lagos State taxes and the federal taxes. This one came up with some silly thing, some consumption tax thing, and said that that's what we owe since I opened my store. I've not paid that seven hundred and something thousand. I'm like, so who could just take the store now? <laughs> yeah, Take my equipment and just go because. Where where do you even want me to start from? So those are my difficult. To be honest, those are my when all this you know the government doesn't you know help entrepreneurs. Those are my worst entrepreneurs. I've had um, people um, local government people come and tell me that I'm owing a bill of one hundred and fifty thousand for radio and TV license. I don't even use a radio in the you know all those kind yeah, of things. Yeah. I those sometimes make it so difficult. So like, like gosh, one of the reasons it? why I, I started this as well is because I've had the same issues, and I feel like one is the more um business owners are talking and sharing people their stories. I think we we yeah. start understanding how to solve it. So, do you outsource this solving this this to like an aid like a, a sta- not, maybe like a consultant to solve it for you, or you end up handling it yourself? You know, because even till now, yeah. I still have. I have like a, yeah. a like an audit from 2016 for my uh, consumption tax. Like it's not enough, you know. And- I, I I outsource it. I'm I'm like I said, I'm a lawyer by training. I have no love for mathematics and calculations and all those. I don't even know how to do it. So I outsource it. I have an accountant that comes in um, um, four times a month. Four times a month to do our books and everything. And at the end of the month, all this, at the end of the year, he does it. So I have somebody who does that. And so when these people come with their madness, all these local government people, I just push him to them. I say, okay. go and sort this thing Do you out. pay him extra for that? Or this is still part of his uh, standard uh, uh, monthly four times a month payment? Um, well, I pay him monthly for the uh, for the um, bookkeeping. Okay. And I pay, him, I pay him separate for the audit, for okay. the yearly audit. No, what I'm yes. asking is when you have issues with these people, for example, so like, um, is it part of his job uh, uh, requirement, uh, responsibilities? It's not, to... it's not, actually, it's not part of his job, but because we have such a good working relationship and we've been together for a couple of years now, okay. um, 
he he does that. He doesn't charge me for that. Okay. But I would assume if it's somebody else, he would charge. So yeah. what I just do is I would give him uh, money for transport because I, I mean he can't be using out of his pocket to go yeah. solve my own issues. So I'll give him money for transport, but he doesn't charge me for anything outside that. Okay. I agree. I agree. What has been the, what would you say is the secret to your success? You know, um, it, it, it's, so the question I was asked other people is like, why do I, why do you think most food entrepreneurs fail? You know, um, so I guess you can answer that or maybe you can tell us what the secret to your success, like what are the areas you focus on to be successful? You know, um, the areas I border on to be successful are consistency. Um, like I said, I'm so big on packaging. Packaging, consistency, and dedication. And, um, and you have to be like, you know, kind of like obsessed about your own brand. You have to be obsessed about your own brand. I'm very particular. I don't want this done this way. I don't want this done that way. It has to look this way. It has to be this way. And I put up a post on my page, um, was it yesterday or day before yesterday? I, I, I am very observant. I, I like to learn. I like to see things. Um, if I travel out of the country, I just don't go shopping, shopping, shopping. I go to healthy food cafes, businesses like mine. I go and see what they are doing because obviously for them to be doing it, I mean, to have it established, they're doing it international standard. So I go, I see what they are doing, how they are doing it. I try to come and replicate it back here. So I'm permanently, you know, learning and things, checking, checking out things. I have a few recipes, um, a free product at my store that I, I, I learned from um, this place in the UK, Pret-a-Manger. There's something they have there that's really nice really really lovely and they don't you know of course they won't share the recipe but every time i travel i kept buying it eating it and you know today i'll detect this is in it tomorrow i'll detect this is in it <laughs> and with time i managed to well i what my product is close to it it's almost as you know it's, it's almost identical so i do that a lot i go to you know because i run uh um a serve you, I mean, a build yourself bar with the salad and everything. I go to um, places like Subway. I see how, because that's, that's their same concept. I see what other things are they adding in their bar? What other things do people like? Stuff like that. So I do that a lot to come and replicate here. And we, I mean, for the kind of um, business industry I am in, a lot of the people actually do travel too. People who eat the salads and so they travel a lot, so they they know. So it, when they can find what they see abroad here, they would come to me. All right, makes sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. Speaking of uh, recipes, do you share all your recipes with your entire staff? So okay, so let's start off with the with the. Green Grill House. I'm guessing you have yes. like sauces, like dressings, right? Do you do you buy? Yes. Do you make your own dressing, or you it's store bought? Oh, we make our dressing. Okay, we so like that dressing, like do, do you share the recipe with all your staff, or this is still stuff that you still, you know, have limited? Um, I have, yeah. For the for the staff who makes them, I I share the recipe with him. 
Okay, but you know that once one staff knows, then usually the rest of the staff know as well. So I guess the point I was yeah. just, okay, so you're not worried about yeah, that. The, the, point, the point I get is that will they not go teach somebody else or share it somewhere so, else, yeah? Um, the truth is, I don't care about that for my business now. Because, exactly. But if you find, like, so you've been this for seven years. If you speak to any entrepreneur yes. who's one or two years in the business, they're the ones still doing it because they feel like this is this is my business. Like that's the only thing about yeah. my business, you know. So one yeah. of the things I'm hoping this kind of lets them know is that once you're a bit more seasoned in your business, you realize that the recipe is not what's keeping you in business. I mean, there are other yeah. aspects to it. So I wanted to just get exactly. a feel of how other entrepreneurs were were building their own. Um, yeah, their own I don't, I don't, I don't. I don't hold recipes to be honest because I can't be there. I can't. I really can't be there. Somebody has to do it. And like you said, once one person knows, everybody knows. So I don't hoard the recipes. They can share, and, and, I, and I don't hesitate to fire a staff who has defaulted. Even uh, recently, I, 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 I fired my, my chef, my head chef, who has been with us for like five years. Oh, wow. Yes. And people are like, I'm not scared somebody's going to pick him up and he'll go and do the same thing. I'm like, I, that, that's, not, that's, that's the least of my problems. And um, it's not, it's, it's, I mean, I can afford to tweak my recipes every now and then. Yeah, okay. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not worried about that. That's not what's keeping business. What keeps me business, people, people are confident. People are, people are happy with what they have. People want the variety. Um, it's not just the food, it's the customer service, the whole ambience, the research, everything, everything. What's your take on, how about your yogurt though? Like, is that something that, since it's still kind of pretty fresh, do you is that something that um you would share the recipes with everybody? My yogurt, no yogurt, no yogurt. Because yeah, recipes. I mean that's that's so I think that the, the certain things if if you're going into like uh mass production, I think recipes are probably very key to still kind of protect. Yes. One on uh on like you know retail one on one kind of thing. I think you know. Yeah, so we have to, we have two dressings that I make because I have tried to teach them and they don't they don't do it properly. They, they don't it just doesn't it just doesn't come out right. So there are two particular dresses that only me makes them. So okay, um, what advice would you give someone who wants to start up right now in a in a healthy food uh, business space? In a healthy food business space. What I would advise you is huh, you need to know what you're doing. You need to be passionate about it, not just doing it because everybody is doing it and you think that there's money in it. You need to dedicate time because it's a very sensitive industry. One thing I've noticed is that people only keep coming back to you if they're comfortable with you. For example, um. I wouldn't just go buy, if I, if I buy salad from one particular place and I didn't get the runs, I didn't get food poisoning and I'm okay, I'm fine and I keep buying over and over again and I'm fine, I would stick to that person. I would stick to that place because I'm confident. I know, you know, that this stuff is clean. This is good. So you need to be able to build that with people. Um, and then you need to get trained. You need to get trained. Some people are good in um, some aspects of that. Some people are good in juicing. You know, like juicing is a totally different big business on its own. I don't do I don't do juicing. I don't juice. So if you're 
going into the healthy food industry, I, I, I feel you shouldn't just do everything. I don't do everything in my store. The juices in my fridge are outsourced. We have juice companies who supply us. So you need to pick the particular part you want. If you want to go into just salads and sandwiches, fine. If you want to go into smoothies, fine. If you want to go to juices, Fine, but the sky is so big and Nigeria is so big. There are like how many millions of us? The market is out there, but you just need to do your homework properly. You need to be dedicated. You need to get trained. You need to ask questions. Ask questions from people who are already in the industry. And yeah, okay. basically, yeah. Great. Tell us one thing about you that people don't know that you can share. One thing about me that people don't know. Oh, I, I, I I think I've shared almost everything about me. One thing about me that people don't know is that um hmm, day. Um, I'm guessing you speak, do you speak Hausa or I mean Oh yes, I speak Hausa. Okay, maybe one thing people don't know about me is that I am not Hausa. A I, lot of I people thought you are. Exactly. A lot of people think I'm Hausa. I am not Hausa. I am from Kogi State. My tribe is called Batange. It's, it's a dialect of Nupe language from Nanda State. I grew up in the north. And that is why I speak fluent Hausa. I grew up, I was born in Kano. I grew up in Zaria. That's why I speak fluent Hausa, but I am not Hausa. Okay. What advice, this is my last question. What advice, I had two more questions, sorry. What advice would you give your <laughs> young self? What advice would I give my young self? Yes. Hmm. I should have started, I would have told Madi, you shouldn't have wasted all, I'm not, well, it's not a waste, but you should have started this much longer, much longer than when you started. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, that's one of the common uh, feedbacks I get from people as well. <laughs> but I, I think my opinion is, like the life lessons you learn through the journey prepares us for like this now, you know. Exactly. Um, so that's that. And I mean, your legal background means that any contract, anything, you know how to write it down straight, and you're not going. So it it tidies it, it tidies up most of the business transactions. You know, the Lagos Business School stuff gives you insights of you know how to grow your business as well. So yeah, but that's fantastic. Can you recommend a, a resource that you can share with the audience as far as maybe if they want to learn more about, you know, this this space or just how to be a better business person? Like just a resource that maybe it could be a book you, you, you really like a lot or like a website you go to constantly to get inspiration or just learn. Oh, no, I, my my, my, my go-to is Google. My go-to is Google. There's no particular, I mean, website. Anything I want to do or I'm looking for, all I do is just go to Google and write exactly that. And then I read everything. Now I'm doing, um, uh, I'm, I'm reading something now called, um, let, me, let, me, let me just read it out from the book. It's called Which Way to Drive Your Small Business? by Lynn Brittany. It's, 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 um, it's a good book. I don't know if it's popular or anything, but I've been reading that a lot. 
and I've been learning a lot of things because I mean it's a small business and you know no matter how many years we've been in the industry or been out there we're all striving to you know grow and become big multinationals one day definitely definitely I think um yeah you can't grow your business without constantly acquiring new knowledge or information like there's no way about it and um, so and and I keep telling people Google is your friend. Google is your friend, and it's I mean that that I mean that phrase is so cliche, but it's so true. Google is your friend. I do so. I get so much information from Google, and yeah, I just I just type it in. Let's say I want to I want to just say how to how to make um, French dressing. I just write how to make French dressing, and then I read like all like the first five um, um, hits. Because those are the, the ones I get the top hits. I read the first five and then twitch it, change it. Or oh, something, yes, I need to tell the, I mean, somebody out there trying to get into this business. You need to be original. Find your own niche. Find your own niche. Be original. Don't just go copy-paste. No. Don't go copy-paste. Even recipes I see online, I try to make it Nigerian. You understand? I tried to change it in a little way to make it more Nigerian. But you know, Nigerians are very particular about um, their palate, their uh, taste, and definitely. stuff like that. Yeah. Yes. So I tried to make it more Nigerian. So I just don't pick what I find online and just replicate it. No, I change it. I change it. I tweak it. So people don't copy. Don't just go copying stuff. Be original. Even if it's a parfait that you're making. Make your parfait different. You can layer it different. You can use different foods different. You can just do something different to make you stand out. All right. All right. Great, great, great. Uh, Maddie, this has been very informative. I, I'm, I'm learning a lot as well. And I, I know that, you know, this is probably longer than I've spoken to other people, but you have a lot of information. And, and I know that people will be inspired by this. So thank you very much for coming on the show. Wish you a lot of success. Okay, thank you, Olimide. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Have a lovely week and if you like our show and you want to know more, please check out businessfeverng.com. Share the link with your friends. Leave us a review on iTunes. Join us again on Monday and on Thursday for a new podcast. Thank you.